So I'm going to continue with rare Christianity. Rare Christianity, the, the rare stands for remaining relational. Uh, the, the A in, in that stands for acting like yourself. Uh, again, as you're spelling the R again is returning to joy, and, and the last one is enduring hardship. And last week, if you were part of this service or if you could watch it online, we talked about remaining relational. What's rare about uh, uh uh, that level of Christianity is that so many people, uh, uh, as soon as something hard happens in a relationship, they're done with it. But God's called us to be relational. And, and you can be a lone ranger for Jesus for only so long. And the reason being is because, uh, contrary to some's belief, that everything that you need being supplied by his riches, but he uses the body of Christ to supply them. I, it's just me and Jesus. You know, I, I'm gonna, I want to, uh, 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 you, you know, my relationship with him and him alone, and I don't, I don't need anything else. And everything I'm going to get, I'm going to get and, and all of that. And, and I'll tell you, when you're isolated and alone, it brings confusion. And in fact, it's a dangerous place to be spiritually. The Bible says, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. And there is, when truth comes into your life and when God gives you a dream or a word, you know what? It's nice to have a brother or a sister to say, look, I, this is what I heard. But woe to you that are alone and you just think that it's just you and God and you're so spiritual that you know it all. You're in a dangerous spot. Just saying. You need, whether you believe it or not, you need to be relational. You need to be in the body of Christ. You need to have brothers and sisters around. You need, you need to connect with the gifts, the, the apostolic gift, with, with the pastoral gift, with the teaching gift. With the prophetic gift, God puts those gifts in the church. Some people have lived their lives, well, no, nah, you know, I don't need that anymore. You know why people get so offended at me? Because you're a loser. No, they get offended at me because the, the reality of it is that gift that's there if there's one thing that the enemy of your soul wants to separate you from, it's the gifts of God. And so they'll look at more men and they get crossways and, and, and now, you know, it's just part, part of it. It's part of doing what I do. And, and, and the thing of it is, you know, you just got to be careful. And it's not just me. In any one of these, we, we have to walk in forgiveness. We have to walk in great grace. If you're going to be forgiven, you know what? We need to forgive one another. So relationship is absolutely essential. Listen to last week's message. I won't preach it again. Uh, it, it, is, it is for your spiritual health and well-being. The, the body of Christ, we supply one another's needs. And, uh, and you've got, you got to uh, understand that if you've never been a part of an assembly, whether you're from here or you, you live somewhere else, come on, man. So much so as we, as we see the day approaching that we need to gather ourselves together. 
But the next one is that uh, to remain relational effectively, you've got to be able to act like yourself. And so the next one is acting like yourself is absolutely necessary for you to be everything God's called you to be. You realize how many people in the world that we live in don't even like them, themselves? How many people live a life wishing they were somebody else? How many people, and all that does is bring jealousy and confusion in your own life. There, there is that time and point uh, that, that I, I believe that all of us have to come to that we, to understand that we were created. Let me, let me just back up for a moment. Uh, I heard some statistics just recently about suicide. Uh, it's an incredible uh, 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 pain. It, it, it just how many people in our day choose to end their life. It is a tragedy, and it is a, an act of incredible selfishness. But in the darkness of their lives, of those people that are there, there is a self-loathing for some. Yeah, I know there's a hopelessness, but there are some because, you listen to me, when you're told that you come from pond scum and you are nothing but chance, you know what, the, you, what you're telling your children? That they have really no value whatsoever. That whether they live or die, it really doesn't matter. You wonder why. It's, it's rampant in our society. Will you keep pounding into the children that there, are no, there is no God, that they were not created, that it was just some, uh, 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 you know, just giant mistake that all of a sudden life sprang up, and, and it's just chance, and it doesn't really matter. And you wonder why they have no foundation of value. But I'm here to declare what is true. That God has created you in His image. And you were fearfully and wonderfully made. And you are unique to God. And what He's created you to be is absolutely with His divine purpose. And when you come and, and you understand that you specifically have a divine purpose, that means, you know what, you're somebody. Now I, 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 I'm not anybody. I, I'm 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 no I'm of no value. You cannot act like yourself until you realize that you are somebody to God. I realize that there are those of you today that you have suffered greatly, uh, whether it's through abuse or a being abandoned, and it's why it's so important as a mother and a father today that you uh uh. uh it is, it is that God figure. When mom and dad, when that little baby, even though he didn't, she made a lot of noise. When she looks up at mom and dad, you know who she sees? She sees a God figure. 
And, and, and so, you know, speaking into your children's life and, 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 and uh, blessing them and making them feel valued and making, them, uh, you know, uh, encouraging all those things. Some of you didn't have that. You know, whether alcoholism, whether a broken home, whether whatever it was, just some just pure abuse. And so this idea that you're of any value at all is foreign to you. And, and so what happens is you grow in that, and then, uh, you know, why is gangs so prevalent in so many inner cities? Wherever there's a gang, there is no family unit usually. True or untrue? Because they want to belong to something. They want to feel valued somewhere. And so they'll get the tats. You know, they'll try to belong to this one. And, and, uh, and again, some of us, you know, we, we try to get heroes in, in, in the sports field and the teams and all of these things because we want to feel valued somewhere. And if our team wins, we're up. The Yankees are in first place, just saying. Just, it's just out there. But the idea... You know, of, of, of uh, you know, feeling value. You know, you can joke about a sports of sports and sports figures. They're men and women. They're not, you know, it, it gets me when all of a sudden they become political commentators. It's like, give me a break. You can throw a football. Shut up and play. Not that they don't have a right to an opinion. They do. But all of a sudden they're this brainiac. No, you're not. Not any more than the rest of us. But the idea, you know, because, because society in general is so insecure in their own value, they're going to look at somebody and, and, and they're going to try to, I want to be like that one. And what God, listen, if you're going to be a rare Christian, you're going to be like you. Because there's nobody else like you. See, but, but what happens, and, and there's a couple things. It is getting late. Let me, let me, just, let me just read this. The, the thing that is, I, what we need, and I'm going to read the Scripture, is for us to be what we were created to be, there has to be a new birth in our life. It's not that just all humanity, when, when we are birthed into this world, we're birthed into a fallen state. We're birth is sin is our nature, and and so we you know we get, begin to grow even if we're as we're encouraged and you should and you need to, but we realize that we're broken. The problem with the day that we live in, there is no sin by this world standards. Evil doesn't exist. And so it's whatever the culture says is evil is evil. And the Word of God really has no value, but I'm here to tell you the Word is true. And so when, when, uh, when, when we realize in our brokenness, and life has a way of breaking us. Anybody been there? And, and you can be thankful for those moments in your life and those seasons in your life if it causes you to turn to the living God. Because he will take your brokenness and he will take your grief and he will give you beauty for ashes. 
Because what he'll do in those times of disappointment, desperation, even sickness and brokenness is he will uh, uh, cause your real identity to be revealed. But you've got to let that happen. That does not happen without the new birth in your life. Let me read a, a couple scriptures. <clears throat> the idea of humanity needing to be converted and, and, and for me needing God's grace in my life for the, my real identity to be revealed. I, I just I can't imagine if you ever thought back, where would your life be, those of you that have served God for a while? Where would your life be if he had not chosen you or if you had not submitted your life to him? Think about it for a moment. And, uh, and, and I'm grateful because as my life unfolds, I, I just am grateful for the life that he's given me. And, and so acting like yourself and, and understanding who you are is absolutely essential to your, well, your spiritual health and well-being and the health of the body. If you're not going to act like yourself, you're never going to be relational. Or you're going to try to be relational. It's just going to be weird. Right? Some of you are, are, are living back when you were wherever and, and you were bullied or you were the last one picked on the ball team. Anybody ever been there? You know what? That hurts. And, and so you get, you know, you're... you're you get to where you feel like people don't like you, and then you gotta you gotta put yourself out there more than. And and when you uh, act like yourself, I can look around and see people and esteem you better than myself. I can, because I'm already okay. If I can't act like myself, then I've got to be better than you because I want to elevate who I am. I want you to think I'm better than you. If I'm not comfortable, you see somebody that's prideful, you know what it is? They're not really not prideful. They're so insecure. They've got to try to be somebody. You find somebody that's truly walking in humility. They can esteem others. True humility is understanding that God has made me uniquely me, and I'm me, and that's great. I, I, don't, I hate the family I came from. I hate the what this happened. I hate the, honey, you got to forgive all of that if there's problems there and just embrace where you're at. You get to go through this one time. You don't get a do-over. I don't care what the Hindus say. This is it. So, man, come on. Let me snap out of it. You are you. If you have not been re, uh, uh, experienced a new birth, we can, we can help you. Man, what a great life that God has given you to live. You say, well, it hasn't been so hot lately. Well, you know what? Today's a brand new day. And it has everything to do with what you think. So let me, let me just start this now here. Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 8 says, For you were once darkness. doesn't say that you were once in darkness. You were once darkness. 
You know what? You got you to gotta just embrace that. Before I was in Christ, I was a mess. Pure and simple. I, 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 you know, I, I'm not trying to candy coat it or color. Some of you think, well, I'm, I'm really not committed to God and my, my life's all, all right. No, no, it's not that you uh, put that back up there. It's not that you were in darkness. You are darkness. You were once darkness, but now, what are you? You're light. You are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. For the fruit of the Spirit is all goodness, righteousness, truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. Listen to me. You were once darkness, but the Bible says, but now you are. What are you? You're light. Why would you hate light? Why would you be down on light? You know, if there is, I'm going to read it. John chapter 8, verse number 12 says it like this. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Jesus said, and here's what most people believe, that I am, that he is the light of the world. And so, you know, he's the source of all light. And, I, you know, uh, uh, and that's true. But I'm here to tell you, once you experience the new birth in your life, that light comes from you. Yes, you were once darkness, but now you are light. And here's what he said in Matthew chapter 5, verse number 14. He says, you are what? Okay. You're the light of the world. Uh when you are not acting like yourself, when you don't understand who you are, guess what you're doing? You're covering up what God is trying to reveal to the world. Yes, he's the light of the world. Oh, he's the source of it. But I'm here to tell you what, that light lit me up. He renewed my mind. He caused me to experience a, a, a new creation. And because of that, I stand in a place gifted by God to live the life that I live, honored by him. Some of you walk around with your chin dragging on the ground, poor pity me. Life is so bad. Life is tough. Man, this serving God in the day that we live, and you can get on a pity party. And I'm going to tell you what, this is the greatest day there ever has been to be a Christian. I'm telling you, the church of the living God, you know, you can get all stirred up about anti-Trump, pro-Trump, what's going on in North Korea and how's what's going to happen here next, and, 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 and you're looking in the wrong kingdom. That stuff's going to come and go, and it, it always has, but we stand in, in, a, in a place representing as ambassadors the kingdom of heaven. Can you imagine? If, if Trump uh, 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 appointed an ambassador over to wherever, you name, the, you, you name the country, and the guy comes in, he's all sheepish, and, you know, I don't really, yeah, I don't, I don't deserve to represent America. I'm really no good. You know, I, I just I feel like a loser all the time. My 401K is shot. No, I, and there he is all folded in on himself. And, and he's supposed to represent the United States. 
What do we expect from a representative? What do we expect from an ambassador? Man, that he holds his head up. That he stands for the values of our great nation. That he represents us well. That he presents himself. Well, come on, man. You're an ambassador for Jesus Christ. Think about what the expectation is. You don't just, he doesn't just call somebody who's a nobody. Do you get that? Come on, stand up. It's not like, you know, I'm not even representing myself, but I am going to be myself. God chose me to represent him. And so now I am light. Boy, you think yourself, you're all that. You know what? Yes, I am. I certainly am. Well, how do you, because he said I am. But just because I'm all that doesn't mean you can't be all that too. It doesn't mean I'm spiritually better than somebody else. I'm just me. If you are not okay acting like yourself, you'll never be relational. Now, there's some of you, after we get this phone call, I'm sorry. There's some of you that the idea of acting like you're, you get the idea, well, I can just be whatever I want to be. No. No. That's not the way it works. L- listen to me. Sin is deceptive. It's deceitful. What sin does in your lives, it covers up your true identity. And so you can get caught in uh, 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 sin. And let, let me just, let me read this one. In, in Romans chapter 12, verse number 2, the Bible says, do not be conformed to this world. I'm going to tell you this world wants to form you into an image that it wants you to speak. We, you know, the, the idea, it just boggles my mind how the culture has been turned on its head in the past 20 years. Because there is a pressure upon each and every one of us to conform to an image that this world's putting out there. And all they become is just a carbon copy of one another. They think they're spewing something intelligent when all they're doing is saying what everybody else is saying. When they're redefining so many things that have made our nation great. And the idea is is what God's called us to do is not be conformed to this world. But it goes on to say, be ye transformed. There is a transformation that takes place in our lives. By the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good an acceptable and perfect will of God. If you're going to be what God's created you to be, there will be a transformation that takes place. And you thought you're just going to hang out at church Sunday. Man, I don't want you to leave here with, oh, that was nice. I don't care whether you think it's nice or not. I want you to know what God has created you to be and for you to uh, encounter that is really life. It is real abundant. It is joy that's unspeakable. But it comes when you choose, when you make a choice, 
I do not want to be conformed to this world. Honey, let me tell you something. You follow the crowd, and you're usually going to be wrong. Well, there's a lot of people doing it. Yeah. My mama said if they all jumped off the bridge, would you? What'd your mama say? Come on. You know, if they all went that way, well, I'm telling you God's saying. If they all go that way, if they're all conforming, would you? It is a unique individual. It's an incredible individual that stopped long enough to say, God, what do you say? Lord, I want my mind to be renewed. Tell me what you'd have me do. God, I want to follow your word. I don't care what the world says. I want to follow you. I want to be transformed. It goes on to say in Colossians, chapter number 1, verse number 13. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of his son, of the son of his love. The, another translation, he has uh, transferred us from one kingdom to another. That's what happens, the Bible says, well, uh, when you are born of the water and spirit, you go from one kingdom to another kingdom. There is a transference. And, and what happens is that we become a brand new creation, and it allows us to be everything that God created you to be. How many believe He created you? How many believe you have divine purpose? I'm going to tell you what your joy, what your joy will be in life is not how much money you make, how many things you get. Okay, do you realize how the world's trying to conform us to that? They say that's what brings joy, all right? There's some of you that have got stuff. Does stuff bring joy? Never has. And, and, and it, it, it may bring, listen to me, it may bring momentary pleasure. And you can mistake pleasure for joy. But how many of you experience momentary pleasure only to find out at the end it doesn't taste very good? There's a lot of things that this world is telling you that is so pleasurable, but all it does, it, it, it just eats at your spirit. The immorality of our day, it's out there. What, what, what are some of the websites? I hope you don't know them. What, is it Kender or Tender or Wendell? Anyway, there's websites out there where instant hookup. For crying out loud, how many use Craigslist? I don't want to tell you what's on there. But I, I mean, I, the, the idea that the world that we live in, the culture that we're living in, and, and they, they worship pleasure. Thinking that it's going to bring joy and all that happens like the addict among us. that you, Man, you got to have more of it and more of it and more of it to have more pleasure until it absolutely controls your life and you're nothing but a shadow of what you're supposed to be. And what has to happen is God needs to 
take you out of darkness and put you in light so that all of that stuff can fall away and the power of his blood can be applied to your life in the waters of baptism and you can stand up refreshed and renewed with a renewed mind and allow the power of his spirit to absolutely transform you. Why? So I can be who I'm supposed to be. I don't care how long you've been in darkness. I'm going to tell you what, God has divine purpose for you. You are somebody, but if you're bound, sin is deceitful. Even Moses, the Bible says, he rejected the pleasures of Egypt that were only going to be for a season. He wanted to be identified with the children of God. That was his true identity as a Hebrew. Yet he, there he is in an Egyptian world, and so he, he says, no, nah, I'm going to reject those things. Young people, you are living in dangerous times because it's out there. Man, it's all out there, and man, they can tell you how great it is and how wonderful it is, but you don't see the backstory. It's kind of like the Marlboro Man. You ever see, remember back when we were younger when it was legal to put him on a billboard? Yeah, he looked all rough and tugged. Rough. Tough and rugged. He was all of that. But, man he, man, he was every man's man. He, You know, he was riding a horse. He had a marble sticking out of his mouth. Everybody wanted to be like him. Until you pull away the facade. And he's dying of cancer at a, as a, at a young age. There he's gra gasping for every breath. Boy, it looked good. The marketing campaign was awesome. But it's not true. And I'm going to tell you what, what they're selling. I'm going to say it again. Be not, as the scripture says, be not conformed to this world. Because you cannot possibly act like yourself. It's not the idea like we used to, you know, uh, uh, give you the business. You know, you got to live for God. You're going to go to hell if you don't. Come on, live for God, because you're not going to be yourself if you don't. A couple more things, and I'm almost, I'm almost done. Sin will keep you from being yourself. Here's what it says in Romans chapter 6 and verse number 12. It says, therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it and its lust. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law but under grace. Romans chapter 6 is all about water baptism. The first few verses. And then it goes on. It says, once you're buried with him in baptism. He said, you're risen in a new newness of life. If you've experienced that, don't let sin reign in your life. 
If you let sin reign and you yield your members instruments to sin, it clouds who you are. Now, listen, I know this. There's some of you here that are living in sin. You're living in it. Not that, you know, how many of us fall and fail? All of us. But God, I don't want to live there. I don't want to. I don't want to become because sin that becomes habitual sin becomes addictive, becomes destructive. Sin that you realize is sin is something you take to the cross every day. I I, I am, you know, not at all against those of you that take liberty in di- certain areas of your life. But I'm here to tell you, if alcohol is an addiction to you, you need to give it up. And you can think you're hiding it, and, and you, that's ridiculous. You're not. God knows. Right? And, and, and it, all it does is cover up your true identity. Some of you, and I'm, that, you're living in immorality. Well, no, it's not a big deal. It's a big deal. You're letting sin reign in your mortal body. And, it, and it, what it does is covers up who you're supposed to be. So, well, I don't know how to overcome it. You're, you're under grace now, folks. You can. It's not, it's not like you've got to somehow work it out. You've got to turn toward him and surrender that to him. The grace of God is absolutely toward all men. His favor's on you. How many think God wants you to live in sin? Okay. How many think he wants you to overcome it? So I'm going to tell you if there's one prayer that you can pray that you know you got his backing. Lord, would you help me set this right? Would you give me the strength to overcome this? Would, would you, you, and the battle of, uh, uh, in your heart is not, not the battle of heaven and hell because we're under grace, but it's the battle of your true identity being revealed. It's you being able to act like yourself. Stand with me. When you act like yourself, you let other people be who they are. Right? In other words, there's grace for my brothers and my sisters. I realize that you're not perfect. You know why I know you're not perfect? Because I'm not perfect. You know why we can love one another? Because I know I allow them to love me right now in my imperfection. And so I can share that. But I'm here to tell you, you are light in the Lord. It's already, if you've already experienced a new birth, if you have not, come on, man. let, Let us talk to you. Come on, come on around. We want to share the news about how to apply the blood of Christ to your life and be rid of all those things that have held you captive. But there are those, and I, and I want to close with this, there are those that, that you're standing here today and you believe your perfection is based on your humanity. And I'm here to tell you, in your humanity, you'll never be perfect. 
But in your spirit right now, if you're called his, and you're a partaker of his divine nature, you're pretty perfect. Not because of your righteousness, but because of his. And I rest in that perfection that man, oh man, God, you delight in it. And, and, and that's what makes me when he says, I want you to be an ambassador. Man, I want to represent that. But I want you to consider with me for one moment as Eve sat somewhere near that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, an absolute state of perfection. How it was that she opened up to somebody to tell her that she didn't have it all. The enemy of her soul comes along so subtle and says, hey, what's up, Eve? How's things? What's going on? Man, just another day in paradise. How about you? Well, you know, checking things out. Man, that's a neat-looking tree over there, isn't it? Yeah. Look at that fruit. Isn't that cool? Have you ever eaten any of that stuff? Eve said, oh, no, no. God said, we can't touch that. Ah. So you're lacking something, huh? You're missing out on something. There's something out there that's, that's better than what? The perfection that you're living in. Come on. Don't tell me he doesn't whisper those things to you. Oh, you got, old oh man, God said, yo, stay away from this. Young people, keep yourselves. Those that are married, be faithful. Live a life that's worthy of the gospel. Oh, and the enemy comes along. To somebody that's perfect and says, oh, there's more. You got to step outside of God's parameters. I'm going to tell you, the enemy of your soul will always, always try to belittle you and put you down. You see, the light that he lit in my life, it's not supposed to be under a basket. Right? Come on. You sang the song. This little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Come on. Anybody sing that in, in Sunday school? The, the Bible says, I, I won't let Satan blow it out. I'm going to let it shine. Hang on. Hang on. Let's sing that. Mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. I got it. I won't let Satan blow it out. I'm gonna let it shine. I won't let Satan blow it out. I'm going to let it shine. 
I won't let Satan blow it out. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. One more time. This little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. You know what that light is? It's you being you. It's you being what God's created you to be. It's you being transformed, translated from one kingdom to the next. It's you allowing the, the, the life that God's called you to live not be drawn away, not let the enemy of your soul covered by the deceitfulness of sin or by the declaration that you're of no value. I'm somebody. I'm somebody. So are you. When you live the life God intends you to live. So I'm going to ask, come on, let it shine in your life. Don't be deceived. Be that rare Christian that you remain relational, but you, by doing it, you act like yourself, and you, you're okay. You're okay. So if you're going to commit to let that shine more than you ever have, I just want you to lift your hearts, lift your voice, there are some needs of healing here today. We believe the, the, in the anointing of oil and the prayer of faith to save the sick. We believe the power of God can touch you and the power of the Holy Ghost to fill you. We believe in, in the evidence of speaking in other tongues. If you've never had that experience, come on down here. Throw your hands up. Let God fill you to the fullness. But I'm going to ask you to take some time. Let that word touch your heart. I'm going to open these altars. Would you take time to pray this morning before you leave in jesus name you are, good. you are good when there's nothing good in me you are life you are love on display for all to see you are life